I'm Josh Tolf. And I'm Brett Roberts. Welcome to Hapticast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast, episode 11. This is Haptic Intel's podcast where we talk about video games and other things that tickle our frontal lobes. Right. I should stay. I like that one. You like that one? Yeah. That should be the default. My default intro? Yeah. My frontal lobes. My frontal lobes. My fucking penile lobes are aching. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I just want to say real quick, thank you to everyone who has subscribed to us recently. We picked up about 40 subscribers in the last two or so weeks. Yeah. I um, just want to give a big thank you to everyone that has subscribed it it means a lot to us and uh so i don't know why you guys like us but uh, i'm glad that you do because you know sometimes we can get a, a little hot under the collar and uh you know but thank you guys for tuning in thank you for commenting thank you for liking our videos thank you for subscribing thank you for being cute and sending us some nice nudes so we're creeping up on 200. We are. Now, when we get to 200, Brad, I wanted to propose something to you. Mm. I will shave my nipples on camera if we get to 200 I'll do subscribers. It you want to? Sh- no, how about you shave my nipples, or we can I, shave each other's I nipples have, at the same time. Yeah, we can do. You that. have you have some nice nips. Yeah. All right. We could do that. So, well, if we get to 200 subscribers, we will shave our nips. And then we'll glue the clippings to our mustaches. You're not even able to tell. Yeah. My nipples are not hairy. Oh. I, I mean, I got like a few little like shits around my areolas. Yeah. Yeah. Like my, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought you meant. Yeah. It's not like the tip of my nipple has a hair sticking out of it or something. Yeah, it might. You never know. It doesn't. It probably has a small little tiny hair. You get a fucking microscope and just... All right, it might. Yeah. That's going to fucking hurt. But we're, we'll not do gonna, it. we're not going to do that. No, we are going to do that. We'll do something special. I'll, sh- I'll shave my nips. Okay. I'm going to shave my nips. Nice and good. Are you going to shave them and film it or just shave them? No, I'll film it. Oh. We'll put some For shaving the channel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll put some shaving cream on there and just fucking shave it. Haptic, haptic shave tail. Haptic shaves their nips. Anyway, again, this is a podcast where we talk about video games and shaving each other's nipples. Brett, let us start how we always do by talking about the games that we're playing. Go ahead. All right. I got my gaming PC, finally. Yes, you did. So in the two weeks that we've been... Well, it's been a week since we last filmed, or two weeks. Oh, yeah. I wanted to say that, too. Sorry that there was no podcast last week or discussion videos. I didn't realize, but my schedule shilled me. So, also, there will not be a podcast next week. But we got... But there will be some other videos up there. We got a special unboxing video coming, so stay tuned for that, as well as some more Let's Plays and stuff like that. So, go ahead. So games I've been playing. I got my gaming PC. I've been playing a lot of PC games, so I'll just run down a list of some of the ones that I've tried out. Okay. So I played a little bit of South Park, The Stick of Truth. Good. If you don't remember, that was my game of the year. Yeah, it was good. For uh, 2015. It is good so far. 2014. Um, I played Her Story. I beat it. Good game. Double slick. It was a nice game. Um, I've played, trying to remember everything, Super Hot, which we are doing a Let's Play for. That'll be up soon. And it is a super hot, slick game. This is a triple slick. Yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat X, I've been playing a lot of on my PC, and it runs nice and smooth. It's good. A good game. Uh, They really fucked up the release of that game with the Mortal Kombat X microtransactions. Yeah, you know, and we spoke about that on the podcast before. It's no longer up, that podcast, but we have spoken about it before. Yeah. So, Mortal Kombat X, uh, a lot of... Me and you have been playing G, uh, Gmod, and I've been playing TF2. Oh, yeah. so, Some prop hunt. Yeah, so those are the, the PC games I've been playing. I have a couple of them uh, installed, ready to go. So I got Life is Strange uh, whenever I get to that. I got Kolot, which is a Russian horror game about the yeah, yeah. Devil's Pass I've heard about incident. Yeah. Uh, I got... Fucking Dino D Day, which is awful. I deleted that right away. By the way, I tried that too, and I was like, "Yeah, it's not for me." This is a fun game, dude. Um, there's a couple other ones that I, I've been, I've been fucking around with. I just a lot of indies, uh, and then the game I've been playing mostly, mainly, is Salt and Sanctuary on the PlayStation Four, okay. which we'll talk about a little bit later on the show. Yeah. So stay tuned if you want to hear my thoughts about that. I'm gonna wait. Yeah. We also have a Let's Play up of that, so yeah. check it out if you haven't. Forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Brett did it by himself. Well, because that was Shield. Um, you, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Default Rocket League plug. Uh, so I've been playing... Uh, let's see, I got Guitar Hero Live. Oh, yeah. Um, having a lot of fun with that. Like, 
once I finished the live mode, if you will, which mm -hmm. is the story, I guess, number one, how it started was pretty slick, where you go out and you play that Fallout Boy song. Yeah. But, like, the whole prelude to that, like, I don't know, it was slick. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. This is slick. And there's some good songs in there. Um, there's a few sets that I was like, I don't know why it's in there, or like songs like This Is Not Guitar Hero, like fucking Skrillex was in there, like Eminem. Bang Around, and I was like, uh, the Eminem song didn't bother me. Eminem like song Eminem. had guitar, but yeah. I mean, but, Skrillex did too. Like, th And there were some other songs, and I was like... There's yeah. some really boring ones. Yeah? I'm playing this right now? Yeah. Yeah? I belong with you, you belong with me. No, I like that song. But that was so boring. It is, but I like this song. Guitar Hero? No, yeah, it's it's boring. But um, I belong with you. You belong with me. But yeah, so um, once I got towards the end of the game, I p pumped up the difficulty to advanced. Uh, bad choice. Uh, I stuck with it, but uh, some songs are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Hailstorm. Yeah. Love. Uh, yeah, it's love bites. Love bites, and so do I. Yeah. Woo! That is the toughest song, like bass song on the game. Mm -hmm. um, I played some like Guitar Hero TV songs that are harder than that, like some Lamb of God and shit like that. Tough. It's tough, but the Hailstorm song, I keep practicing it over and over again. Number one, it's fun, and I love that song. The yeah. song is fucking slick, but it's tough. But it's like it's tough, but I can, I can, I, I feel like I, I could get it. Yeah, that's a good one to practice because it has a lot of yeah. the rhythm. You know what I mean? The, the, yeah. the, the riffs. You yeah, know? there's, and I, I told you via text, but there's like this middle section where the rhythm gets like really mm -hmm. fucking weird, and I'm like, ooh, I don't know how to do it. But I uh, have a lot of fun with that. I'm surprised I'm having so much fun with that. We talked about that a couple weeks back when I, yeah, got it. So. I um, got it on sale, Best Buy for fifty bucks. I believe it's still on sale. Um, so pick it up if you haven't. It's good. And uh, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, Prop Hump, Brett. I think I pretty much just played Guitar Hero Live this week because I got it at the beginning of the week yeah. and I'm playing that. Oh, I beat Dagon Ropa too. You did. And I've been telling you to beat that one for a long, long time. That game was good. A lot of twists, right? <laughs> like uh, the game by itself was like. Good, like with like the normal like gameplay, like the class trial style. Yeah. yeah, like how the first game was. The first game gets trippy at the end, mm. but this game fucking blew that out of the water, and stuff started to happen. And I was like, I don't fucking understand why any of this is happening, but it's written so fucking. The guy who writes it, I I, mm. I don't know what his name is, but I want to suck him off, dude. It is. Written like there's some things that he comes out there like how how do you come up with this yeah. like I would have never thought of that in a million fucking years but when I do get something right when I think about something I feel fucking slick as fuck because he's insane apparently he gets ideas from a lot of like riddles and puzzles that already exist so the one I don't want to give spoilers away but the one with the rooms and there's two different you have to figure out the layout of the room of the building you're in oh uh, yeah he got that from like a like a puzzle yeah that was my favorite class trial yeah. by the way hands down. I mean, holy shit. Yeah, if you know what we're talking about, give us a thumbs up, because that shit is slick. Dude, whew, I was playing... Like, I, I I love when I have, like, one thought in mind, right? Like, more so than when I'm, when I'm going in with no thoughts, but I, mm -hmm. I love when I think one thing, I'm like, it's got to be that. And, you're going and through, they make you think that. Yeah, and you're going through the class trial, and you're like, yeah, I mean, that, that's got to be it, right? And then someone's like, but wait a minute! And I'm like, oh, no, no, dude, what are you going to say? And then they say something, and I'm like... That's what makes it so good, because it's not even, like... It's your own personal belief. They make you think something without you even knowing it. You know what I mean? Like they're like, yeah. "Oh, it's him. He's the killer." And you're like, "Oh yeah, that all makes sense. This makes perfect sense." And then sometimes you're like, "But that makes too much sense." And yeah. you go against that. And they expected you to go against it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're never gonna get it right. And that very last class trial in that, uh, not the not the very last one, but yeah. like the last one. Yeah, dude. I know. Number one, about. you find something out about a character, which makes the character fucking slick as shit. I, I can't even handle. And then you I don't. Even in the it. end, you really don't know who yeah. is the one behind it. But the thing is, though, that number in that class trial was fucking long as shit. And I was like an hour or so into it, and then we're like, "Yeah, I think this is definitely like there's no there's nothing else that I can possibly this is it." And everyone was like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." And then someone was like, "But wait a second, what if he's really doing this?" And I was like, "You gotta be fucking shitting me, dude!" Yeah. And then when the actually reveals what it is, oh my god, we need to have like a spoiler filled discussion of yeah. this because. I need to decompress after that game. Well, we'll do that uh, for Dung when Danganronpa V3 comes out. We'll uh, okay, yeah. or if we play Ultra Despair Girls, which is something I'd yeah, like to do. Yeah, I'd like to. Oh, they had a physical copy at Best Buy today, so I was going to pick it how up. How much? But it's sixty. That's how much you got the special edition of that for. Yeah, for Persona Four. All right. Um, yeah. So anyway, I also tried to pick up a Blue Vita. Every fucking GameStop I went to, gone, yeah. and then. I went to two, and then the, the second guy was like, yeah, go here. They have a copy. They'll put it on reserve. 
it might have been the fourth time that I went to. But, and I went there, and I was like, hey, uh, Mr. Piece of Shit GameStop person, uh, you're working at a terrible company. I have a reserve here for a Vita. I believe you. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Someone came in and uh, bought it. And I was like, but I put a reserve on it, I, like, 15 minutes ago. They're like, oh, yeah, sorry. I was like, what the fuck is the point of the fucking reserve, you stupid cuck? Yeah, that's stupid. That really is dumb. It triggered me, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. So I went to Best Buy, and I bought a memory card and a case, and that's it. Sticking with my default Vita. Okay. Because fuck it. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all I've been playing. All right. All right. Suck my ass. Moving on to the rundown. Let's start with talking about PSVR. All right, big news, big week for PSVR. Yeah, very big. So on March 15th, they had the uh, press event for PSVR. Uh, we got a price, $399. We got a date, October. And then they come out and they talk about some bundles and stuff like that, which we'll get to. But first of all, price. The price for just the headset is $400. Mm-hmm. This is the price that I said it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I took the low end, if you remember the conversation me and Stephen had. Yeah, I don't remember what I said. I didn't think it was going to be a lot, I think you though. said 500 I don't know if that's right, but okay. And I think it's going to be five hundred dollars. I would like to be four hundred or three hundred, but it will be five hundred. You did? No, I think Steven said five hundred. VR, I could see being four hundred or four fifty. I don't. I didn't think it was going to be very expensive at all. I've always thought three to four hundred. <laughs> you got whatever. Regardless, you got it right. I think it's coming out holiday, so fall twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Probably closer to holiday. And I think we're going to have the PS VR at no less. $399.99. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, day October, mm-hmm. which was pretty much in the general area that we thought it was going to be. I, th- I think I said November. Yeah. Well, we said holiday. Yeah. We all pretty much had a spot on. Yeah. Um, and then, here's the thing, though. The press event was 15 minutes long, which was nice. It came out and it was short and sweet. We didn't watch it. We couldn't watch it. No, but I, I saw, like, a live blog. Yeah. Problem with this, though. I, I like that they came out and they're like, yep, this, this, we're giving you things that you want. But they didn't show enough games. It, they should have showed games. Well, here's the thing, Josh. This is where it's a little murky. So the event wasn't open to the public. Right. The event was GDC. Right. And the press conference wasn't available for us to watch. Right. The The press conference was just to announce the date and, right. the, and the price. But GDC was all PSVR. Sure. They had games sure. on the... No, no, it's it's... I, I, know. Saw, I saw it. They had Res Infinite was there. They showed off every demo. I, I know. I'm talking strictly about the conference. Well, the conference wasn't for that. I know. But here's the other thing, though. They didn't go into all the peripherals that you need. You need a camera. Yeah. You need two move controllers. That's the, big, that's now, the issue. All all the VR headsets need peripherals. The thing is, though... To be fair, I don't think you need the moves. You can use a DualShock 4. You can. Yeah. But some games, obviously... Are, you're going to need... Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. So you need the peripherals yeah. for it to match its that's why potential. They're, that's why they're saying like it's not necessary. But the camera, yeah. I think, is 100%. You need yeah. that. So they also showed a little bit of redesign with like lights in different places now on the helmet. You need the PlayStation camera. You need the move controllers. Obviously, you need the helmet, which comes with that supplemental box, which I thought it was going to be like this big. It's like this big. Well, it's, it's like that big. It's like it's a like fucking... A, it's like if you take half of a PS4. I said it's like a PS4 Slim. They bundle it inside yeah. a box, so... Yeah. So, all together, it's going to cost you $500 if you want all the peripherals. Let's put it right here. Nice edit right there. No. Put the mini PS4 right there. No. no? All right. It's a, it's a nice little unit. You should do it. Are you really going to do that? Yeah, I'll put it up. You fucking cooked it? Oh, man. Um, yeah, but so all together, it's really going to cost you $500, uh, to get all the peripherals that you pretty much need with it. And they just announced a bundle yeah. for United States. Yeah. Um, now correct me if I'm wrong. Pre-orders already started in like Europe and stuff like that. And they yes. sold out of pre-orders. Yes. But it wasn't the bundle. It was just the headset. Just the headset. And itself. they made it in UK. Actually, the first wave completely sold out and they had to make a second shipment or a second batch yeah. in which you actually need or you're limited to one per household. Okay. So. Um, I expected it to do just as well in the United States. 
Um, they got the price right. That's a good price. They got the date pretty much what people were thinking. Um, there's going to be... There, there's a ton of studios that they showed that are developing for it. They said there's going to be 50 games for it this year. Yeah. I mean, the developers look fucking awesome. You got Spike Chunsoft, who make Danganronpa. Yeah. Listen, dude. Atlas. Listen. If I could have a fucking VR experience in Danganronpa and a Persona... You would never, I would never see the light of day again. Listen, that's some... it. I fucking, you ever see Wally? Yeah. Be those fucking people in the chair. Get one of those chairs for myself. Put the headset on and just fucking roll around with it, dude. Yeah, that's my life. Someone made a Danganronpa One VR game, and it's yeah, Rockyl's Rift. Yeah. Dude, the Clash Trial, you're in there, and you yeah. can like look around, dude, at everybody on the on the podiums. Yeah, you should get it. Buy an Oculus. Yeah, dude, spend all that money. Six hundred bucks. I don't doubt that uh, Danganronpa VR or V three is gonna have VR. That would be sweet. I think it will. That would be slick as fuck. I think it will. If it's a launch title, I'll skip. Me too. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, good for them. Mm-hmm. Kind of. No, I think it's good. They're gonna make a lot of money off this. It's already oh, yeah. it's selling out like crazy already. Uh, initially, I was really triggered by all the peripherals. Yeah, but... The, it, the bundle makes it better. Well, the bundle makes it better. It's only 500 bucks. You get everything. I already have a PlayStation camera, so I need to get the Move controllers. GameStop just upped the prices of used Move controllers by $10. Because they're shills. That was my plan, dude. I was going to go. I was oh, going to get them. Should have bought them. I mean, we knew you are going to need Move controllers for a while yeah. now. So I think I was in the mindset that they were going to put new ones out. Because I think they use the PS3 charger, yeah. the the PS3, the fatter USB, uh, and the PS4 uses the, the, the thinner the, one. The mini one. So I was hoping they would like make a new one that would be more PS4 friendly, but I don't know. Guess not. I mean, it just means that I'm going to have to have two, two USBs hooked up, but I don't want to do that. I want one USB for everything. Right. My Vita, my PS4, my PS3, yeah. move controllers, all right? Yeah. All right. All right. Anything else to say about that? I want it, and I'm going to get it. Are you going to get it at launch? I'm going to wait till December. <laughs> I'm not going to get it. I'm afraid that if I don't get it at launch, I'm not going to get it because of uh, limits. Like, they're going to run out of supply. But uh, I want it. I would like to wait. This is the big problem. Ready? So I'm like, oh, I want that. It costs so much money. I'm going to get it. But dude, it's like the same thing that happened with my PS4. So I got it. I spent all this money on the PS4. Got it at launch, right? And I spent so much money on the PS4, I couldn't even get games. You know what I mean? Like, I had, like, no money for games afterwards. And I was like, damn. I could play, like, the free PS Plus games and whatnot, and I got Ghost, Call of Duty Ghost. But uh, what I'm worried about is with the PSVR, I'm going to get it at launch, and then no games. I'm not going to be able to buy anything. Or there won't be anything interesting, kind of like the PS4. At launch, at least, you know? Yeah. See, I'm torn. I really... I, I do... I, I want it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's like buying... It's buying more than what the PS4 is worth. Altogether with that bundle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I already I already have the camera, so I could just get the move controller. But like, I don't think the games are going to be there at launch. I, there's going to be games, but not at launch. The PS4 when it launched, you know what we got? Knack, Killzone, Shadowfall. I think Call of Duty Ghost launched for it, and we had like NBA, and a couple other games that like I was just like, yeah. So like, we're gonna get this VR. What is it? VR World. It's called PlayStation VR World. That's free with the with the bundle. I don't know if it comes with the headset. If it doesn't come with just the headset, GG. Because then you literally have to buy sixty dollars games. Yeah. So I don't know. I might I might wait on it. I might wait. I'm gonna probably. Wait. We'll see. Also, who knows how long after they're gonna come out with another iteration of it? Yeah. And like make the, the other ones cheaper. Like the Connect. Well, they, well, that was a different generation, but. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. They're going to make a better version that runs better. Well, yeah. I mean, that kind of ties in the... And I was just going to say, that segues into our next topic, yeah. talking about <coughs> rumors of potential PlayStation 4.5. Also known as the PS4K Yeah, by developers. So, apparently, Sony is planning a new 4K PS4 with increased graphical power. And this is hot right now. This is yeah. off the press. Yeah, This just happened today. It is. Um, now, this comes from some developer sources at Kotaku, so I, I want to believe that this is actually happening, mm. but Sony declined to comment on it. Mm. So they also said that it's the main reason for it is that it's going to be better for PSVR. Yes, and 4K right? in general, mm-hmm. because a lot of gamers are demanding they want their 4K, yeah. which is fucking... My 4K! Yeah. 
Okay. Um, yeah, uh, if they do it, I'm not going to get it. So, I'm not, I don't care. Unless it does something else, I don't care. If don't, it's just 4K? If it's just whatever. 4K and better VR, if I don't get a VR, I don't care. Maybe when I get to VR, I'll care a little bit more. I don't know. But I thought that's, that's what that box was for, though. Yeah. So. Maybe it'll make it so you don't need the box, which would be kind of cool. Eh. I don't care enough about this. It's whatever. But then again, it, it's not just that. It opens up the possibility for Sony to do it a lot, more than just once. Yeah. So Microsoft is taking the route of, we want you to be able to edit your components inside of your Xbox One, and it looks like Sony's going the route of, we're going to make a new unit, Yeah. and you're just going to... And then um, our Stephen Guest sent us something about the tr- that trade-up thing. Yeah. So a lot of uh, developers are speculating that you're going to be able to do similar to what Apple does with iPhones, where you pay 50 bucks a month every single month, and eventually when they put out a new device, you get it for, not for free, but you get it. Yeah. On to, like right away. But if it's fifty dollars a month, that's a lot of money for a console. Like you're gonna pay off the console quick. It's a lot of money. I mean, I rather just not do that. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Fifty fucking dollars a month. Yeah. On top of PlayStation Plus, which is sixty a year. Yeah. For the phones, it makes more sense because they're coming out more frequently. You know what I mean? And then you just pay the fifty dollars for the phone. That's like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then you get the new phone again in six months. You're right. If it's like fifty bucks a month, you pay it off. But I for mean, the console, you'd pay it off in six months. Maybe it's not fifty. Fifty is what Apple does. Right. So maybe it'll be less than that. Yeah, but you'd pay it off in six months. Well, if it's less, you won't. I'm saying it. It's probably not going to be fifty. Maybe that's maybe that's what, why I'm look. I'm coming at it all wrong. I'm thinking fifty. Yeah. That's a lot a month. But maybe it's going to be like five a month or like ten yeah. a month. And then I'd be like, if it was fifty, I'm sorry, it'd be eight months to pay off like a four hundred dollar yeah. console. How many months would it be if it was like ten bucks? It'd be. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be 40 months. Yeah. So. A lot of years. It's about three and a half. They're not over three years. They're not going to do that. No. So it's got to sit somewhere in the middle. Like 30 a month? I'm not going to do that. No. I don't. I'm not that. paying more than 10 a month. I don't want anything. I'm fine with my PS4. I don't need 4K. I don't need all that shit. I don't give a fuck. But what if they're like, this PS4 is just better? Cool. It's, take it and shove it up your ass. It has like 1 million gigs of RAM. Cool. Take it, t- open it, take the RAM and shove it up your ass. Ram it up there. All right. I don't give a shit. I don't want it. <laughs> I hear you. You good? Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. All right. I'm done with PlayStation. Fuck you. But not. Okay. Red Dead Redemption 2 and maybe in development. Yeah. So we've been. This has been speculated for yeah, we, years. We spoke. We spoke about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke about this before. Mm-hmm. The rumor mills have been a churning. Now, all the information that I get here, I just want to give credit to, uh, is comes from FragHero.com. Uh, Never heard of them. Yeah, other uh, very small little website that I found. Um, so basically, there's rumors that are suggesting that a new edition of uh, Red Dead Redemption is in development. But things have gotten quite interesting lately, they say, because that website that I mentioned, Fragged Hero, received an email from a reader who wishes to remain anonymous, claiming that the game has been in development for over four years and is in fact called Red Dead Redemption 2 Legends of the West. That sounds fake as shit. Maybe, but... Rockstar isn't fucking stupid. Let me continue. He also claimed that the game will be coming out in the fall of 2017, and Rockstar Games is going to announce it during E3 which takes place in June this year. Why so fucking far away? He informed us that the game was going to contain more than one playable character and feature a much bigger open world than the last Red Dead title. Okay, wait. Let's talk about this. So, Red Dead Redemption 1, spoilers, you play as two different characters. Yes. And well, then... Well, you play as the other character for like 10 seconds. Yeah. But listen, what other Rockstar game would you play as more than one character? Grand Theft Auto. GTA 5. Yeah. Which is their last big game. So sure. this makes sense. Sure. Being but, able to switch. Hang on. Let me shut your mouth. Shut, just shut, shut your mouth. Call me X Men Origins Deadpool. Just shut your mouth. My shut, mouth is. Shut your mouth. Shut, shut your mouth. I'm quoting Step Brothers right now. Shut your mouth. You remember that? No. Where they go in for the interviews and they're in the tuxes and the fucking ladies talking to him and he's just like shut, shut your mouth. Wait, shut your mouth. Shut, shut your, shut your mouth. <coughs> their sources claim to have, yeah, their sources claim to have acquired this information from an ex Rockstar Games employee. And has also informed them that the HD remake of the original Red Dead Redemption is in development for next-gen consoles and will be releasing by the end of this year. All right, this is interesting 
because they were claiming that Rock uh, Re- Rockstar was claiming that Red Dead Redemption One was such a shit show the way it was made, the the, the coding and whatnot, Correct. that it was impossible to port or nearly impossible to port Correct. to Xbox One via the emulation software that they right. used for backwards compatibility. Right. So the fact that they would be doing this is interesting. And I, yeah. Now, if they could do it, the t- the timeline that he's proposing would f- make sense if they're going to release. The remade Red Dead towards the end of this year, and then maybe, you know, spring next year, we get Red Dead 2. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Dishonored, except Dishonored 2 is... We're still waiting. Yeah. Now, Strauss Zelnick, who's the CEO of Take-Two Interactive, had previously confirmed that Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto franchises are permanent. I said that really weird. Franchises. So, this is the quote from him, that the CEO. I pretty much know that... what. Quote, I pretty much know the ones that I can assure you are permanent. It's obvious that GTA is a permanent franchise as long as we keep delivering this incredible quality. It seems quite obvious that Red Dead is a permanent franchise. Again, with the same caveat, or Borderlands, for example, and NBA and others. End quote. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't doubt that at all. Red Dead is, they sold a lot with Red Dead, and Red Dead is a fine game. Yeah. So, four-year development would make sense Mm -hmm. right now. And then, another interesting fact was a comment made by Danny Ross in an AMA request thread. Um, Danny is an ex-employee of Rockstar Games and worked for Opie and... I don't know... Fuck An- them. Yeah. They're radio show DJ yeah. guys. They're Opie fucking, and Anthony. They're really famous. They're like Preston and Steve. Oh, okay. Where we're from. But they're like... I think they're fucking annoying. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about them. So anyway, to a question on this AMA, if he knew anything about what Rockstar was working on next, Danny had the following to say, quote, Really? Dumbass? Really? Two. End quote. Now, if you look at those letters, red, dead, R D R two, okay. Now that might be a little bit of a stretch, but they, they pointed out in this article. Well, and I thought it was interesting. Regardless, he says really, and then two. The two is obviously meaning it's a sequel of a game, right? So regardless of if the R D R is part of it or not, he's saying something too, and it's Red Dead, right? So it's actually Red Dead three. But. Well, yeah, because you had the Red Dead Revolver. It'd be Red Dead Redemption two, though. Right, correct. So, it's interesting. I hope so. Red Dead was fucking slick. Red Dead was the first Rockstar game that I ever beat. Mm. That's cool. All the way through. Yeah. Done. Maybe it's, nah, me too, because I, I beat GTA uh, 4 after that. Like, I oh, went okay. back and beat yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, because I didn't beat GTA 4, and I don't know, Red Dead really spoke to me, mm-hmm. and then they came out with uh, L.A. Noir. Mm. Oh, dude, L.A. Noir. Dude! I almost wanted to be another L.A. Noir instead of Red Dead. I don't care if that makes me a fucking piece of shit. Listen, L.A. Noir was a great... Actually, I'm going to have to fucking play L.A. Noir now because I forgot that game existed. That game I have it. fucking right makes my nipples hard, dude. It's a good okay, game. I love that game. I almost... Listen, Red Dead was fucking slick, okay? And it had, it had a lot of really good gameplay mechanics and the story was slick and it was slick, 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 slick. But let me tell you, L.A. Noir gets about 27 million slicks out of fucking 10, dude. Okay? They're different games because Red Dead's more gameplay. The gameplay is way better in right. Red Dead. L.A. Noir is more... You can't even shoot your gun. Right. The thing with Ali Noir was reading people and yeah. trying to figure out if they're lying or not and putting clues together. It was just the story was way better. Yeah. So it was fun, except for the ending. A little bit of a shit show at the end right there. I don't like the ending. But the journey to get there was fantastic. They made me feel like the character I was playing as was not a good person, and I didn't like that. And he wasn't. Because I was like, I like, Spoiler alert. I like this character a lot, and they're like, yeah, he's not a good guy. And I'm like... There's certain when they go back and like play some sequences though. Then like there's certain things that do point to it, mm-hmm. and there's also a big thing like that too. In um, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut because I would have just given away. Okay, you, it's a game that you need to play though. Okay, um, I think I know what you're saying. I already got spoiled, so thank you. Um, anyway, Red Dead Redemption <laughs> is a great game, and the online was also really good. The free roaming online. Yeah, it was pretty fun. You could explore the whole map. Yeah, that's the only thing about Noir, right? Is the DLC for it was fucking slick. Oh yeah, it was very good. On Dead Nightmares. Right, but there was no kind of like post-game open-world play. Well, you could play the game. Yeah, but there wasn't really anything to do. Online, you could. That's where people went after they beat the game. They played online. There wasn't online for Noir, was there? Oh, they meant Red Dead. No, no, Noir, I'm sorry. No, after you beat the game, it's you're done. Yeah, that's it. And it was also like three discs, four discs, which was fucking insane. But it was good. That game was good. I I picked it up and played on PC, too. Whew! That game makes me fucking hard, dude. It's a good game. So if they did another one of those, please. If they, like, ported all of them to, like, the new consoles, I'd ski. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's Red Dead, I'll ski. If it's Eleanor, I'll ski harder. Yeah. 
He didn't even mention it in the... He said, like, the permanent nah. franchises? I, I don't know. It's been... Eleanor came out after Red Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was before they released GTA Five. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Listen, John Marston's cool and all, but... Cole Hamels, or whatever the fuck his name was. Cole Hamels, dude! <laughs> what was his name? Uh, Cole something. Hamels. Cole fucking Hamels. Cole Hamling Hamels. Cole McGrath. All right. <clears throat> Speaking of 2K, another 2K game, Bioshock, the collection, has been rated for Xbox One, PS4, and PC, and the box art has been leaked. And we've talked about this yeah. already. But it's been rated M, obviously. Ready to go. So and I'm ready to go for it. So I'm gonna listen, dude. As soon as that comes out, I'm buying about 18 copies of it. All right. It's gonna be a nice case, dude. Open it up. It's gonna have a yeah. disc. I'm gonna. I'm take excited to play Bioshock One again. It's gonna give me an excuse to play Bioshock listen, One again. I love when game. First of all, yes, Bioshock One. I'm so excited to play again. Listen, I love when games are nice and thick. The cases, they're nice and slick, right? And you can feel them. They're hefty, like The Witcher Three. Like Witcher Three. Listen, dude. If I open this case and there's three discs in there and it's nice and heavy, sold. Well, I'm already going to have purchased Probably be on one disc. No, they're going to put it on three discs, and I'm going to love it. Okay. I think it's probably going to be one disc. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I want I want it to be three. It'll be on one disc. I want it to be nice. Speaking of The Witcher 3, mm-hmm. it's not on the rundown here, mm-hmm. but I just want to throw it in. It is now the highest, um, or the game that has won the most awards. Ever? Ever. 251. It's overrated. And count it. It is. It's overrated. It's a good game, and it's fun, but I don't think it... Literally, this is The Witcher 3? This is everyone... This is coming from a fucking piece of shit cuck that haven't, hasn't beaten it yet, either. Mind you. Alright, I think it's just a little overrated. It's good. You don't even know the story, dude! Finish no. the story! No, I mean, the gameplay is, like, not the tightest, and it's a little loose. Or Finish you know, the fucking narrative, too, dude! Too tight. Listen, regardless, I had a good time with the game. It was fun. It was good. I recommended it to you, and you're the re- I'm the reason you even played that game. So, I'm allowed to have an opinion. No. I don't think the game was very good. Fuck your opinion. I think the game was very good. I don't think the game deserved all the awards that it got. There were a lot of other games that came out that year that were fantastic. Name one. Well, that was better than The Witcher. Let's not get into this. Name one that was better than The Witcher. We already talked about this. Name one. We already have a video. Name one. Bloodborne. Bullshit, dude! It's a different type of game! Alright, let's go. Indie games that are good. They spice up the game market. You can connect with them more. You can connect with developers more. Indie games are nice. I like to support small groups of people that are making games that they want to, telling stories that they want to. Indie games deserve some spotlight. Indian Tells, a series here on Have to Cast, where we talk about indie games that we think deserve some spotlight. This week, we're talking about Salt and Sanctuary, which is a game that we actually had uh, talked about previously before on the podcast, mm-hmm. if you remember, Brett, you brought it up, brought it up uh, when we were talking about uh, games kind of looks like we're inspired by Dark Souls. Yes, we did talk about this. <sighs> Salt and Sanctuary is a <laughs> game. Salt and Sanctuary. Here is the uh, description for it. A doomed sailor is shipwrecked on an uncharted island. Uncharted confirmed. In fog-shrouded valleys where grinning, mossy corpses cling to rusted arms, shambling figures begin to stir beneath crumbling, salt-worn structures. Labyrinth passageways lead to unspeakable evil, long forgotten by man. Salt and Sanctuary seamlessly combines fast, brutal, and complex 2D combat with richly developed RPG mechanics. Discover, craft, and upgrade over 600 weapons, armor pieces, spells, and items as you explore a cursed realm of forgotten cities, blood-spooked, just kidding, blood-soaked dungeons, desecrated monuments, and the fallen lords they once celebrated. It's made by Ska Studios, the award-winning indie studio behind a long list of stylistic, visceral, and brutally executed action titles that include Dishwasher, Vampire Smile, The Dishwasher, Dead Samurai, and Charlie Murder. Alright, let's talk about it. So, <clears throat> we did a Let's Play. It's up on our channel right now. Yeah. That's like the first 15 minutes of the game. Um, or so. You get it, I'm, I'm the one playing it. You didn't really yeah. You didn't really mess around with it. And I get to the first boss and I die. So I'm like 20 hours into it now. I'm a lot further. I've killed about 11 to 12 bosses. Um, I'm level 61. So I think I have a good... Uh, grasp? A good grasp on Salt and Sanctuary. And I think that I want to talk about what makes it work and why I like it so much and why it is one of my favorite games this year. Hit me with it. Alright, so first of all, Scott Studios, it's only two guys making yeah. this game, okay? 
that's just number one that is the most charming thing about indie studios the size of their team and when they create a game that is just excellent like axiom verge having only one or two guys working on it as well it just makes the game to me so much more unique and so much better and more personal okay these two people made this game for you and it's their own vision it's only two of them putting their heart and soul into it and to me that makes the game better okay that's just number one number two the game Okay, it's supposed to be like a 2D Dark Souls, and right. I feel like a lot of people are going to shut it down because of that, and they're going to be like, this game is bad. No, listen. This game does everything Dark Souls and Bloodborne do. Everything. There's not one mechanic, I would say, missing, aside from it being a 3D game. Not only that, it adds to it as well. Listen, there's bonfires, okay? There is, you know, the Astus Flasks. There is, you know, you can level up your decks, your strength your endurance, everything. Everything is there. The base, the bosses are there. The enemies are there. The, the the way enemies respawn after you rest at a bonfire, everything from Dark Souls and Bloodborne is there. But it's better. Okay? It's better. Listen to me. When you level up, first of all, your money and your souls, salt, are two different things now. Okay? So... You don't have to waste your salt on buying things. You, you have two different currencies for that. And you only lose your money when you respawn. When you come back to life, the guy takes your money away. A little bit of it. That's number one. Okay? So nothing is missing. Absolutely nothing from Bloodborne and Dark Souls is missing. But they add stuff. Like I said, the money and the souls are different. They have... <laughs> I forgot. Oh. They have a skill tree system. So every time you level up now, you get a point and you can apply that point to anything you want. So instead of instead of it being like Bloodborne where you choose endurance and move it up one point, it's a whole skill tree. And it's like you can wield level 1 weapons, you can wield level 2 weapons, you can wield level 3 weapons. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So it gives you more options for your build. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you're your saying character. the leveling up isn't like the generic Put a point into this yes, skill, put a point into this exactly. skill. Exactly. It's a whole skill tree. And you can choose what you want to do. And it's like, basically, some things are going to be blocked off. They're higher on the tree, right? And you can't get to those better things unless you commit to a path. So, like, there's certain things I want. Like, I want to be able to use, like, guns and stuff like that, right? But that might there's be... Guns yeah. That is, like, reserved for, like, an assassin. So I'd have to put my points leading up to the assassin build just to get that one thing. That's pretty cool. It's kind of like subclassing in D&D. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you want to you wanna build your... So right now I'm a knight, so I'm building more of, like, a sword build up to the top, right? Yeah. But then sometimes I have to tangent off to get something else that I want. Um, you got to jerk off the ball. What's going to happen is that you jerk off the ball. Exactly, jerk off the ball. I almost want to let this guy here jam you. And if it comes, it comes. Um, then they have these brands that they add to the game, which is completely new. It's not a part of Bloodborne or Dark Souls. And they basically give you these weird abilities that let you traverse areas. So, for example, the first one you get is one that lets you, when you see these long obelisks, you can walk up to it and you go upside down. And you walk on the, on the ceiling. Um, and what's cool about this is, throughout the game and the whole beginning up until that point, you'll see the obelisks, but you don't know what they do. Okay. And you're like, what do these things do? So then what, you, what happens is you get the power, you go upside down, and you're like, oh, that means if I go back to the beginning of the game where that obelisk was, I'll probably, you know, explore and I'll find something new. Okay. So it gives you a reason to go back, these brands, these new ways to traverse, they give you a reason to go back to the first areas of the game. Understand what I'm saying? Yes. So then there's one that lets you wall jump, and there's certain spots you couldn't reach before, but now you have the ability to jump off walls. Uh, and then there's one where you'll see this like cloudy object, and it looks like a platform, but you can't. You phase right through it. But then you get the brand that lets you use your torch, and it lights it up, and you can stand on it. So there's all these different mechanics that really stand out, make it stand out apart from Bloodborne and Dark Souls, and make it its own game. And I think that it's fucking amazing, and it's great. And if you don't like 2D games, at least give it a shot. It's only $17. I Listen, I'm like halfway done, and I have 20 hours into the game. It's 17 bucks, okay? It's a good deal. It's worth it. <coughs> if you like Dark Souls, if you like Bloodborne, play this game. There's Bloodborne references, there's Dark Soul references, there's Bloodborne like character outfits, like the hats and shit. The bosses are fucking slick looking. 
The weapons are slick. You can use the boss items that you kill. When you kill them, you get an item. You can take that to an alchemist, and they turn your sword that, into, like, a fucking slick sword that has, like, all these special abilities. It goes on and on. I think you should play this game. I'm really hyped about it. I'm really pumped about it. I like it a lot. And I think that... Don't shoot me. Don't kill me. But this game... You jerk off no. the ball. My palate has been cleansed, and I think that I don't really need Dark Souls 3 as soon as I wanted it because I think that this game did a good job of holding me over and I might not get Dark Souls 3 at launch because of this game I think it did a good job of filling that hard challenging Dark Souls void that hard deep black hole mm -hmm. so that's our indie intel I really just wanted to talk about uh, Salt and Sanctuary why you should buy it it's out already it's already out it's different than our other indie intels because usually we talk about games that aren't out yet but I really thought that people need to know about this game. They need to play this game. You need to buy this game. You need to experience this game. And the narrative is not bad either, but it's not really... It's like Dark Souls where the narrative doesn't matter. Check it out. And again, the purpose of Indie Intel is to fucking stop shills from being cucks because indie games spice up the gaming market. All right, moving on to a new segment here on Hapticast that we do before on Popular Opinion called GG No Re. is where Brett and I talk about games that we picked up, played it, not necessarily good, not necessarily bad, they could have been sick, could have been bad, but we're not going to play them again. So we picked them up and put them down and said, GG, no worry. Alright, so I brought a game to the table this week. Uh, during the era of PlayStation 2 fighting games, we got a lot of games like, you know, Tekken, Virtual Fighter, and whatnot. The one franchise that I enjoyed was Dragon Ball Z. This is a time when Dragon Ball Z was pretty popular amongst people my age. Small uh, weebs. Small little weeb children, yes. And Dragon Ball Z Budokai 1, Budokai 2, Budokai 3 are the games that graced our screens on our PlayStation graced. 2s. And I would like to point out a game that to me was just absolutely god-awful. Picked it up, put it down, never touched it again. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dragon Ball Z... Sagas. I don't know if the camera... There you go. So Dragon Ball Z Sagas was completely different than every other Dragon Ball Z game that was around at the time. Instead of being a fighting game, it's this adventure game where you run around as Goku and I think Piccolo and Trunks you can play as or something. I'm not fucking sure. But it's like a it's like an open world, but not open world game. So it's not like a fighting game. Yeah. And they just throw enemies at you, and you kill them, and you're like, duh, 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 and they die, and it's stupid, it's a bad game. It only goes up to the Cell Saga, it doesn't even go to the Majin Buu Saga. Um, it's bad. The graphics aren't the best, uh, the gameplay is awful. I probably didn't even get past the Saiyan Saga, so. Wow, GG. Yeah. Don't worry. I actually have one, Brett. Murder, Soul Suspect. <coughs> I don't even want to... I don't even want to Listen, hear about this game. I saw a trailer for this game, and I was like, wow, this actually looks kind of interesting. It'd be right up my fucking little dickhole. It looked like okay? L.A. Noir, which we kind of talked about earlier in it. Yeah, but I don't know. There was something about it. I was like, you know, this could be kind of cool. The story seemed interesting. So basically what I gathered from the story, it, well, not what I gathered, in the, in the beginning at least, you were a detective, cop, whatever. You were killed. Now you're a spoopy ghost and detective. And now you're a ghost yeah, you were a detective, and now you're a spoopy ghost detective that has to investigate other spoopy ghosts and try to figure out, like, a murder. So, the Sir, you're a ghost. Why are you still doing your job? That's the Yeah. The first hour of this right? game... No. first hour of this game was kind of interesting. Like, the mechanics were pretty interesting. Like, the thing that got me, though, there's, like, some areas that you couldn't go. I can't remember the fucking stupid, lame-ass excuse that they gave. But, like, there's certain areas that you mm. couldn't go into. And I was like... But I'm a ghost. If I can go, like, everywhere, why can't I go in here? Wasn't it because, like, the people were in the room or something? And they would... No. No. There was a reason, I remember. There was some fucking... Re it was, like, kind of like a... I think it was, like, a mystical explanation. I don't know. It was fucking stupid. You told dude. me about this, and I was like, yeah. yeah. But 
I played the game for like probably four f hours, maybe a little less than that. There were certain things it felt like very disjuncted. It was kind of the story's all over the place. The gameplay was throwing these weird fucking elements at it. It didn't make sense. I got to this one point, and I was just like, "This game is not good." Do you own it? Yeah, I own it. Is it digital? No, it's physical. I was like, and I got to a point, and I was like, I haven't had fun this entire time that I've been playing the game. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm done. And I took it out, and I put it in the thing, put it back on my shelf. Never touched it. It again. reminds me of Thief, like how that was just really bad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Thief was really bad. No one liked it. And so that game, don't play that game ever. And I thought it was just me, cause like no. it was getting hyped when it like came out. Yeah. But then I started looking at some reviews, and I was like, oh, okay, so it's not just me. The game is not that good. Yeah, it's bad. So GG, no read. All right. Moving on to how we end the show every week. Unpopular opinion. Say, what's that button do? I'll show you. What the fuck? This week, I'm bringing an unpopular opinion to the table. Oh, I got one. Oh, you got one too? We're both bringing an unpopular opinion to the table. I'm going to be talking about Paragon. Okay? Now, Paragon is a game with MOBA elements. It's They're trying to it's MOBA. take those things away, but it's essentially it's a MOBA. It's Smite. No. Yeah, I think it's Smite, but you move around more and it's better graphics. And Anyway, if you don't remember what Paragon is, it's the... Uh, game that Sony chose to end their show with at PSX. Mm -hmm. It's Epic Games. Woo! So... The game looks Yeah, pretty. the game looks fine, and I'm gonna... I probably will play the game. The game's not the problem. I got an email. Okay? Maybe a couple weeks ago. You got one, too. Saying that the beta for the game would be in May. Something like that. I don't know. May, June, whatever. A little ways away. I find out Last night, when I go on my PlayStation 4, I was like, why is Paragon up on the store? Let me download that shit. So I downloaded it, whatever. I didn't touch it. You downloaded it. Yeah. yeah. You informed me mm -hmm. that you need to buy the fucking Founders Pack to play the game right now, mm -hmm. which is like be the beta. Yeah, early access. Will. Early access, if you will. Now, here's the fucking thing. It's $20, right? For one of them, yeah. For the base. Uh, yeah. The, re the regular Founders Pack. Yeah. Uh, do you know what you get with that? Do you get all the champions ever? for the, Like, all the characters ever for the game? Yeah. You do? I think so. Okay, well, that's good. But then there's a Founders Pack for $50. And that gives you another Founders Pack to give to a friend. So mm -hmm. it's essentially two Founders Packs, a lot of DLC items like cosmetic skins. Yeah. And then there's a Founders Pack for $100. $99.99. Listen. The problem I have with this is because I have seen what fucking garbagio shit has been on Steam Early Access. Mm -hmm. Like, just fucking games that are fucking awful. Mm -hmm. Just fucking turd shit cuck cunt games, dude. Okay? Just awful. Like, Daisy. Like, Daisy, dude. That game... Fuck that game, dude. Fuck the shit out of that game. Alright? And everything fucking around in the, the shillness of its existence. Okay? So shit like that triggers me. Are you really going to fucking make me pay $20 to get in a beta? Fuck you. Well, okay, I'm going to play Devil's Advocate, Josh. No, fuck you, Advocate. Overwatch is coming out, and I think Overwatch looks really good, and I want it. It looks like Team Fortress 2. I want it. Here's the thing. Overwatch has an alpha that's going to start a month before, or it has an early access a month before the game comes out. You get access to it by pre-ordering like pre the game. Not stupid. So, fuck that. No, I don't want it. Fuck, I'm not downloading the game. Okay. I don't want either of them anymore. Okay. They turn me off. Okay. Cut my boner in half. You done? Yeah. All right, mine's a little less ragey, just a, a pop. Ragey? That was pretty good for me. Well, I mean, I, I, in, I mean, in general, like, it's not as big of a deal. Oh. So the Wii U. Sorry. Wii U. The Nintendo NX, everyone. Nintendo's next console after the Wii U. I'm listening. You were like looking around. You looked at me like something was wrong. No, I right? was looking. Okay. Nintendo NX is coming out sometime. We don't know when. But yesterday, an image leaked, and it was this. Oh my god. Oval. And it had thumbsticks on the. It was a screen, and it had thumbsticks. Keep talking. I'm going to pop it up right now. Right there on the middle. So put it right here in my hands, dude. And it had little thumbsticks on the screen. On the screen, 
And it was basically a, a, a real image that was designed out of this patent that we've seen, which is an oval-shaped device. It kind of took a few of the patents and put them yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. And it has, like, an A and B button on the screen, like like it's an iPhone. You know what I mean? When you play a game on an iPhone, an A and B are, like, touchscreen. And then the D-pad, or the, the analog sticks, the thumbsticks, are real, dude. On the screen! Listen, dude, if this design is actually going to... Ha- if this is an actual thing... It would. This controller would be better suited as a sexual pleasure device than a controller. Hey dude, check out my Nintendo NX controller. My thumbsticks are sweet, right? On my touchscreen, they're blocking. You can't even see the game at all because the thumbsticks are so big. Listen, that's stupid. They shouldn't do it at all, first off. It should have physical buttons on it, okay? What's wrong with the Vita? What's wrong with that? Do that, Nintendo. Look, I don't want to play games on a touch screen and have the A and B button be fake and have to touch them. Don't do this. I'm not going to buy your game system. I'm not. That's I think it's I, fake. That's why I hate mobile gaming. Yeah, me too. That's why I like Vita. You can't even call it it's mobile shill cuckfest yeah. things that take up time. Yeah. Don't even deserve to be called games. I agree. But like I was saying, like I don't I don't know if I'll actually buy this at all in general. The NX. I want to. But if you're going to do stuff like that, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to... And I think it's fake. I think this image is fake. But if this is real, it mirrors a real patent that is... The patent is real. Okay? Regardless of what this image being fake or real, this is something that we've talked about on the show before in the past. This is something that the Nintendo has thought about. This is real. So, the idea is stupid. Now that I've seen it in real or fake form, regardless, I don't want it. That's my unpopular... Well, it might even... I don't know. Is it unpopular? I don't think so. Because I would tend to agree with you. I don't... I don't like it. You know what I see, Brett? I see some stinky doo-doo if that's an actual fucking real thing. Yeah, I agree. Right, I'm Dude, done. if that's real... What? I'm done. So. I literally went like this. I was like, I'm done. Went like this, went like this, and scratched. <laughs> Guys, that'll do it for Cast episode 11. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. LCS. Share it with a friend. I guarantee you, if you like this, that someone else out there will like it as well. Okay? So, remember, next week there will be no podcast. There will be some Let's Plays and a special unboxing video, though, so stay tuned for those. Thank you guys so much. We really, sincerely, greatly appreciate it. I'm Josh Toll. That's Brett Roberts. We'll see you guys next time. Scared me there.